0: In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, one God, amen. I'm happy to be with you tonight in your campus. And I was asked to speak about Christianity in a politically correct world. So the outline of the lecture I'll start by defining the what political correctedness is, then I will explain the reasons that pushed some reformists in this country to think and to consider political correctedness as a solution. After this, the third point I will address will be the principles or the avenues that political correctedness is following. Fourth point, the challenges with political correctedness. And then I will conclude by political correctedness versus biblical correctedness. So definition, why this ideology emerged, principles of this ideology challenges of this ideology, and finally political correctedness versus biblical correctedness. So first the definition. Political correctedness is a term that describes language, idea, policies, behavior, seen as seeking to minimize social and institutional offense in occupational, gender, racial, cultural, sexual orientation, religious beliefs, disability, and age-related context. So basically, if I want to summarize this long definition, how to live in a society, nobody is offended in it. So the key word here is offense. Definitely no individual or group is to be offended in a politically corrected world, politically corrected world. That is the goal. Nobody will be offended. And certainly, as Christians, we are not to go out on our of our way to offend anyone personally. Definitely, as Christian, we will not go out, out to offend somebody intentionally. But let me tell you something. But the truth is, Christianity itself is offensive because the truth in Christianity will offend many people who do not like the truth. So in order, before I give a Christian perspective concerning political correctedness, I like to explain the background of this ideology. Uh, This ideology, political correctedness, is a movement actually began here in America in early 90s, in early 90s, mainly on American college campuses and its proposed goals to expose and eliminate the intolerance, oppression, and sexism that exist in this country. The problem, however, is that in its effort to do away with these things, the political correctness movement became itself the problem, as I will explain. This term and approach, the goal is to frame social issue and to develop a political narrative uh, in order, as I explained, not to offend anybody. So political correctness is not a goal in itself, but it is a means toward a goal. And they, they are saying the basic goal is to fix what they believe is broken in our society. They see some issues, some problems in the American society and they need to repair these issues. And they addressed three main faults in the American society. The first is racism and particularly racism initiated by white people. Number two, sexism, mainly by men. And number three, oppression, mainly by America itself, the country, because its accomplishments, its laws, its tradition are simply a history and product product of racism, sexism and oppression of the poor and oppression of the immigrants. That's why the political correctness movement started to fix these three things, racism, sexism and oppression. Of course, no one can deny that these problems do exist in this country among almost 300 million people. Uh, And according to political correctedness movement, the solution to this problem involve a complete change in the way we think and we relate to each other if we change the way we think and the way we relate to each other then the prob- these three problems will be solved And that's why political correctness emerged with another movement called social construction. Social construction is means to reconstruct the society. For example, 50 years ago, we believed that homosexuality and same-sex marriage is wrong. So, if we start to change the mind of the people, the way they think, the way they relate to each other, and to accept this as something normal, then no offense will be to the homosexuals. So, political correctness and social construction emerge in the same time and they are moving hand in hand. Social construction is to change the way we think and the way we relate to each other. So they actually start three avenues to achieve these goals. The first avenue to promote universal multiculturalism. I told you the first problem is racism, but now if promoted universal multiculturalism, then this solution, this problem will be solved. The, let me just use PC, as abbreviation for political correctness. So the PC thinkers believe that American history and culture is much too concentrated in European white history and literature. That's why now they want to change the education to have equal time for every culture represented in the America today. The idea that America is melting pot, they want to get rid of this idea. Because melting pot idea proposes that when you come to America, you will embrace the values of America the values that are set forth in the Constitution along with the particular tradition of this country so you are no longer European or Asian or Egyptian or African, now you are American, that's the melting pot but PC thinkers would promote and develop that each culture keep their own idea, maintain their own history, maintain their own tradition above the adopted country, above America. So America will no longer be a melting pot, but will be like a cover with many colors. That's why usually there is a hyphen when it comes to your culture. What do I mean? African-American, Euro-American, Asian-American, Hispanic-American, and so on. So there is no American identity now, according to their thinking, Uh, because America would simply become part of a larger global community. And by the way, this is the political philosophy in Canada. That's the political philosophy in Canada. America here adopted long time ago, melting pot, but now the PC thinkers, their goal is to change this. The second Uh, avenue, to reinvent language and law, to change the language and the law, to eliminate any form of racism, perceived sexism, harassment. For example, freshmen are now called fresh persons. Eliminate any reference to God as Father in the Bible, because this is considered sexist. Some companies forbid employees from reading the Bible at work, because this is considered religious harassment of those who do not believe. Uh, And the most public and vocal causes embraced by this movement is the promotion of the LGBTQ and abortion rights. And these lobbies that support the abortion movements and the abortion rights and the LGBTQ rights have gone from demanding the right to pursue their own sexual orientation or freedom or to end the pregnancy, to demand that the government enact law that makes it a crime to disagree with them or publicly reject their lifestyle or choices like concerning homosexuality or abortion. Of course there are more examples how they want to change the language and the law in this country. Uh, but it went to a very extreme that the PC culture reject practice and display of patriotism. Suppressing patriotism is part of their strategy. And I think during the Gulf War, uh, some people, some states actually prevented organization from flying the American flag. It, It reached to that extent. The third avenue, which addressed the third the first avenue addressed the first problem, racism, second avenue addressed sexism, third avenue addressed oppression. So third avenue is redistribution of wealth. Redistribution of wealth. A basic conflict of a basic concept of PC movement, is America systematically oppresses the poor. That's why the redistribution of wealth is necessary. That's why they don't use the word poor to refer to low in- income people, because the word poor is degrading term a person is said to be economically exploited or disadvantaged, the disadvantaged people. And using this term, like disadvantaged or exploited, reinforces that in this country there is exploitation. And the solution is those the solution goes beyond the simple notion that those who have money and wealth share with those who do not have, no. They want government to guarantee the wealth is evenly distributed among everyone. And the government can accomplish this By taxing the wealthy and middle class to the point where the poor became the common denominator in the calculation of wealth distribution. And actually, this idea, as I told you, started in the college campuses. Why in the college campuses? Because... Here where the future is, here we have the future writers, the future business leaders, politicians, social engineers. So if I change the mind of the people in the campus then I'm changing the future of America. And from the campus is spread to the larger Uh, society here in America. So, with all of this happening around us, how do we as Christians deal with this new political and social wave? How can we deal with this? So, let's understand the motivation behind this movement, the political correctedness movement. The ideology and the changes that they are trying to accomplish in in our society stems from frustration that many people experience and many people observe very real social problems that are not getting any better. And yes, as I said, these three problems do exist in our society. They are real problems. They are not making up these problems. They are real problems. And let's be honest with ourselves. Discrimination does exist in this country, where people at times excluded from opportunities and excluded from respect, based simply on their color, cultural, physical, or intellectual differences or limitation. Uh, We cannot say discrimination is absolutely absent from this society. Is there oppression? Yes, there is oppression of the weak by the strong. Those who have may use their wealth uh, to gain more wealth without regard for the poor and for the needy. So yes, there is injustice here in America. But we as Christians, We believe that every person is guilty of sin to one degree or another. As St. Paul said in Romans chapter 3, we all have sinned. So, in a way or another, while we are competing for resources of this nation to maintain and build our life and our future while we are doing this, we sin against each other either through racism, violence, dishonesty or other form of evil. So all of us in other ways uh, we contribute to these three problems either with 1% 1% contribution or 99% contribution. While we are competing to build our future because we are living in a very competitive society, so maybe we will sin against each other, we will be racist, violent, dishonest, oppre- oppress others, etc. But Let us go back and ask ourselves this question. Whether the United States of America was founded with the purpose of racism and oppression and sexism? Absolutely not. Go and read the Constitution of America. So this country was not founded on these three uh, principles. They are problems, not principles, actually. This country was based on the idea that economic success should be had by all kinds of people, not just the white males. This country was based on that political and religious freedom is guaranteed in this country. and if you want a proof, the amount of foreign aid given in comparison to others is quite generous and many people, many American people sacrificed their life, not only to defend our country, America, but to defend other nations in order to get their freedom. So, the United States was founded on the principle of freedom and liberty and justice for all people in the world, not only for people in America. So, maybe the goals of the founding fathers of United States have not been reached. Yes, the goals of the Founding Fathers of America have not been reached. And the political correctness movement, they are correct in pointing this out. But to say that the original goal of the founding father of America was to produce the evil of racism, oppression, and sexism, that's not right. That's unfair. So the political correctness movement, in my opinion, it is overreaction to real problems. And usually overreaction makes any problem worse, does not solve it, but makes it worse. So let us look at biblical correctedness, not political correctedness. And let us see whether biblical correctedness can be the solution or not. In every generation there are many peoples who have good intention and they try to find ways to solve the problems of the society. That's why there are new ideologies emerging from one generation to another generation so the political correctness movement came and emerged from people who had good intention and they want actually to fix the problems of the society but as Christians We know that the way to deal with evil is to confront it with the truth of the scripture and to remain steadfast to this truth. Whether this truth seems to be politically correct or not, the truth is the truth from generation to generation. Philosophies, movement, Ideas are changing from one time to another time, but the truth of God remains the same forever, is unchangeable. The advocates, the advocates of the PC movement, they are trying to establish their own standard in order to measure what is correct and right. So, instead of taking the Bible as the basic standard of what's right and what's wrong, what's good and what's evil, they are trying to push their own standards. But the Lord said in John 12:48 He who rejects me and does not receive my sayings has one who judges him. The word that I spoke is what will judge him at the last day. The word of God will judge him at the last day. John 12:48 So, in this passage, our Lord Jesus Christ is saying, the word that he has spoken is what will judge us not here, but, not here only, but in his second coming to judge the world. His word not only judge individual but judge also what's right and what's wrong, what is good and what's evil, what's proper and what's improper. St. Paul says in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16, that every scripture is inspired by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, for training in righteousness. So, St. Paul, here in this verse, he sings for training. So the word of God is the avenue that will train me to know what is good and what's right. St. Paul is, in, in the same passage, he said, The Word of God will equip us. Equip from the word equipment. The Word of God will give me the tools, the equipment, to be able to make judgment between what's right and what's wrong, what's moral and what's immoral. The Word of God is the standard given by God that will determine what's right regardless of what we human beings say. If we say it is right, but God said it's wrong, then it is right. Even if 90% of us voted it is right, it will remain wrong. Unfortunately, the PC movement is trying to change this. For example, the PC movement says to oppose homosexuality is a sign of sexism and intolerance. Although the Bible teaches the opposite in Old Testament and New Testament, in Old Testament, in Leviticus chapter 18, 22, you shall not lie with man as with woman. It is an abomination. In 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 9 and 10, St. Paul said, those who did not repent from this sin of homosexuality will not inherit the kingdom of God, like any unrepentant person so the question here as christian who are we to believe god or political correctness another example the pc movement says a woman has authority over her own body and a right to decide if she wish to terminate pregnancy or not. And anyone who opposes this, if you are pro-life, you are sexed. But the, ba- the Bible teaches us that all human life is sacred because we are created in the image of God. And we need to respect the human life regardless of color sex, regardless before birth or after birth. You know the scripture is written, the New Testament is written in Greek. When the Bible referred to John the Baptist while he was in his mother's womb, in Luke chapter 1 verse 41 when Elizabeth says the babe leaped in my womb. It's interesting to know the same word in Greek was used to describe the Lord Jesus Christ after he had been born in Luke 2.12. So the same Greek word that described John the Baptist, in the womb of his mother, was the same Greek word used to describe the Lord Jesus Christ after his birth. So what is the conclusion? The conclusion here is that in the eyes of God, both are equally human. Whether John, who is still in his mother's womb, or Jesus Christ, who is delivered into the world. The only difference between these two babes was their development and their environment. One is still in his mother's womb, the other was born. So the solution to these three problems, racism, sexism and discrimination or oppression, is not a new language, is not a new distribution of power. These three things are evil. So the answer to these evils is new heart transformed by the word of God and by the Holy Spirit. As St. Paul said in Romans chapter 8, verse 18, "...put to death the deeds of the flesh." What are the deeds of the flesh? racism, sexism, oppression, discrimination, greed. Put to death all these. How? By the power of the Holy Spirit and by the power of the Word of God. Not by the power of a political movement. A heart that's full with the Holy Spirit will be free from all bitterness wrath anger slander all malice will be kind to one another will be tender to one another will be forgiving and i don't want to get into politics here but just if I want to refer to the last inauguration ceremony and what happened from people who were supporting the political correctedness movement, they were destroying properties, smashing cars, beating people up, cursing. So while they are fighting, Violence, oppression, intolerance, they demonstrated this. The Lord Jesus Christ taught us that what we I what I do and what I say originate from my heart. You can tell what kind of the tree by the fruit it produces. So, if the fruit is violence, disregarding to the law of America, oppression of those who disagree. So, the question here, is this movement an idea will fix the problems of this country. This movement produced new language and a lot of debate, but did not solve the problems of the country, did not solve these three evils, racism, sexism and oppression. But on the other hand, Biblical correctedness Produce new heart Bears the fruit of the Holy Spirit And the people will be truly transformed We will have in our heart Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, faithfulness, self-control These things actually that will make our society better. Before the political correctness movement, there was another movement called the New Age movement. And now the New Age movement is fading away. And at the time, we said stick to the New Testament, not the New Age. Now the political correctedness is the word. But we need to stick to the biblical correctedness, not the political correctedness. Because sooner or later, this movement will fade away when the people will discover that it did not solve the problems of this society and as long as we are trying to find solution away from the word of God, we will be stumbling. So, you can see a trend here. Ideas come, people get uh, excited about this idea, support this idea, then these ideas go away and fade. Another idea will appear, then it will disappear. Movement rise and they fall. Communism, the goal actually is to distribute wealth uh, equally among people. Where is Communism right now? it away. However, as we read in Isaiah 40 verse 8, the word of the Lord is forever. So, the word of the Lord will not fade away. Blessed are those who are faithful to the word of the Lord from generation to generation. Another point, political correctedness is affecting our religion too. Now, it is politically incorrect to claim that someone may be lost or not saved because of sin. From political correctedness perspective, there is no sin. It is just the result of racism, sexism and oppression. So, it is politically incorrect to suggest that one may be lost or mistaken in their religion because along with universal multiculturalism comes the idea of universal salvation in other words the political correctness movement in their view every religion is okay Every religion accomplishes man's salvation. Even within Christianity, every denomination is okay. Whether you are Orthodox, Protestant, Catholic, nothing is, is right or wrong. All of us are right, all of us are correct. We complement one another. And the same for religions. So, if you say that all religions are of equal value, in reality you are saying that none of them are worth anything. Because all these religions are teaching contradictory facts or contradictory things about God and salvation. So how all of them can be true at the same time? But if you say there is only one God and one salvation, you will be actually labeled as religiously intolerant and you will be labeled as you are legalistic. But the Bible is saying no other name under heaven that has been given among men by which we must be saved other than the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Actually, sadly enough, if the Apostles and the Disciples, if they were living right now, they will be called, they are intolerant, legalistic, extremist. And that's why actually, they were killed in the first century. They were martyred, because To their culture, they were politically incorrect, in the first century. I want just to make a final comment about what I said in the beginning of the lecture, that Christianity, the truth of Christianity is offensive. Uh, The Lord, uh, St. Paul in Galatians chapter 5, verse 11, he spoke about the offense of the cross. And he said in 1st in Corinthians chapter 1, the word of the cross is offensive to the Jews and considered ignorance to the Greek. Even the Lord Jesus Christ as we read in Isaiah, God would lay a corner stone in Zion on which many would stumble and fall. Isaiah 8.14 Psalm 118, verse 22, 1 Peter 2 6. So the Lord Jesus Christ was a stumbling block. And I want to explain something quick here. There are two types of offenses. One offense, when I cause you to sin, my action and my behavior cause you to sin. That's one type. And when actually, if I cause you to sin, as the Lord said, woe by those who offend the, the, the world. It's better for them to be drowned in the sea. But there's another type of offense. I'm not doing anything to make you sin, but If your eyes are evil or bad and you are offended in me, then it's not me causing you to to sin. It's your eye that caused you to to be offended. And this is a total type of offense, different type of offense. People offended from the the teaching of our Lord Jesus Christ. People offended and, and And they said he is a blasphemer of the law and a breaker of the law. When he said, the Father and I are one, they said he is blaspheming because he made himself equal to God. They could not accept the truth. I cannot say the Lord Jesus Christ caused them to sin. God forbid. But their evil eyes, their evil mind causes them to sin. So when I said Christianity, the truth of Christ is offensive, yes, offensive to the people with evil eyes or evil mind. They will not accept the word of truth. And until today, the message of the scripture is offensive to many people. When we say abortion is sin, many people will be offended. When we say homosexuality is sin, many people will be offended. When we say God hates divorce, many people will be offended. But that is the truth. Also one of the teachings of Christianity is to dying to self in order to follow Christ. No other religion teaches this. No other religion. Christianity is the only religion where its founder, our Lord Jesus Christ, tells us to follow him, to die to the world. If anyone wants to be my disciple, let him deny himself, take his cross and follow me. This message is offensive to many people. So, for us, our citizenship is in heaven, as Saint Paul said in in Philippians chapter 3. That's why we should care more to be biblically correct, not to be politically correct. Biblically correct produce new heart and new attitudes for those who believe. But those who do not believe, unfortunately, the word of God will be aroma of death for those who reject it. 2 Corinthians 2, verse 15 Christian who preaches the gospel of Christ as the only way of salvation, the word of God and Christ is the only way of salvation. People will, will label us as politically incorrect. That's why don't be surprised if the world hates you, if you will face oppression, if you will face discrimination just because you are saying the truth they will be intolerant to you. While they are fighting the intolerance, they will be intolerant to Christianity and to the truth. God is searching for those who are hungry and thirsty for His righteousness. And He promised satisfaction to these people. Political correctedness will not make you right with God. And I doubt if it's going to make you right with yourself or with your neighbor. Is political correctedness a danger or a threat to the church? No. God said to Peter, the gates of Hades will not overpower. I will build my church on this rock and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. So, nothing will destroy or be a threat to the Church of God. The Church of God will remain strong until His Second Coming. Uh, Nazism, communism, materialism, political correctedness, New Age movement, all these will fade away, but the Church of God will remain forever. but we need to be alert and we need to be stand firm in our faith. We need to be strong, as St Paul said in First Corinthians chapter 16. And we need to do everything in love. We need actually to show love and acceptance to the people not to their ideology. To the people, not to their uh, sins. Because we love everybody. We need to pray for them. Even the Lord prayed for those who murdered him on the cross. In every generation, there is going to be someone or something that won't actually to silence the truth. But we need to be strong and to stand up for our faith, to be courageous in love, to be biblically correct. And this time of correctiveness will be pleasing to God and will reform and transform the society. Glory be to God forever and ever. Amen.